It's time for an all-new singles-only podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. On this episode, we have comedian Bill Dawes. There is no voice of reason on this podcast. If you haven't already, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you're listening right now, just subscribe. Um, also, check out my new YouTube page, uh, YouTube channel, whatever you want to call it, youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy. I've got some singles-only episodes on there. I'm going to start putting some more video uh, episodes up there. But in addition, there's some of my comedy and uh, clips of my show, Everyone's a Lawyer. Um, if you want to be a sponsor on this show, let me know. Or if you want to be a sponsor on my other podcast, make us a mixtape with Mari DeRosa, let me know as well. Um, review us, subscribe us, all that good stuff. Email me if you think I'm asking the wrong questions or you want to uh, chime in. It's pfarvar at gmail.com. And lastly, but most importantly, check out our sponsors. You are going to love this episode. Check out my website too, Paul F. Comedy, for my upcoming shows. I'm traveling around um, to Michigan, uh, Arizona, Minnesota, Minnesota, St. Paul, uh, I know that's in Minnesota. And then I return back to Chicago, I think. I don't know. Check it out. Hey, friends. Have you been thinking about buying a home in Chicago? Or are you ready to sell and move on? Or maybe you're in between. You just don't know one or the other. You need someone to help you out? Well, a member of one of the top teams in the city and my good dear friend, Carissa Giancarlo, is here to help you out. She's an amazing agent at Compass Real Estate, and she can help you with all your needs. She rolls out the red carpet for every single one of her clients, and most importantly, she gets them results. She has a ton of experience working with first-time buyers and sellers and can guide you through every state of the process. It's a stressful thing to do. Trust me, I've been on both sides. She will be an advocate for you. Give her a call anytime. Carissa Giancarlo, 312 488-9615 or email her at carissa, C-A-R-I-S-S-A at carissaproperties.com. Trust me, you are in good hands. Time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. We have no voice of reason on this episode because I am in Los Angeles. Our guest tonight is the very funny comedian Bill Dawes. Bill, did I, did I pronounce that right? You Very funny. You pronounced that correctly. Very funny is always the worst introduction for a comic. When he's like, coming up, the very funny. It's always like, ugh. Well, this is a podcast where I under, I agree with you when you're on stage and you're bringing someone up. But this is like sometimes I'm interviewing people that are not comedians. So That's true. I guess so I, I need just people feel to like know. very funny feels like um, when you do a set and someone goes, hey, man, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was yeah. good. Have you tried comedy? That like, was pretty good. Or when they say it when you're hosting, they're like, you should try that. You're like, mm. asshole. Like. I hate they're like, oh, you're hosting? Are you going to do comedy too? I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing, you asshole. Certain clubs will say, they'll say, you're host and first comedian. And I like that, getting that out, because then they they know to pay attention. The show has started. It's not someone saying announcements. Have you noticed yeah, exactly. that? They don't do that at the Laugh Factory, though. No, no. So, let's. how are, how are you single? Uh, uh, it's got to be by I choice. Know, right? Yeah, not my choice, by the women's choice. I disagree with well, you. Well, I, I will say the most recent heartbreak. Um, and this is deep cut shit, man. Hey, we'll go right into it, man. I'm not going to say the time or place, whatever it is. And I'm not going to cry <laughs> anymore. Um, Cheryl Crow. I, I met a girl. Uh, I've always, for some reason, I've always been attracted 
to the non-goy. The non-goy. Yeah. Okay. Anyone who doesn't look like me, basically. <laughs> like blonde, white is like, ugh. That, like, see, that it's just opposite. That's how I love blonde, pasty white women. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, attracted to, I'm not attracted to Middle Eastern women. It's just one of those things. It's opposites. I love Jewish women. I have. Okay. I think my first crush was a Jewish. And, and I don't know if it's become fetishistic or weird or whatever it is. And maybe because I look a little bit like I'm German. I have no idea what the deal is. But I met a nice Jewish girl who's a big part of the Jewish community. And I um, really fell for her. And she's an amazing, I would say nothing bad about her. Not she's a comedian. Really, not a comedian. Good. I, okay. I, I, she is a matchmaker. She's all about dating and sex. And she's incredible. She's She was, up to this point, she's loved my life. And I converted for her. You converted for I her? I converted to Judaism. How long were you dating? Uh, a couple of years. Okay, so that's pretty to convert after two years seems like uh, because kind of it was partly like she was so ensconced in her community and the community was so important to her and I was always drawn to Judaism the Jewish community wow. that um, and I grew up Christian but to me you know Judaism and, and Christianity are just they're siblings okay they're fighting for the dominion of God and I'm like you know what Judaism at least is more accountable in terms of tradition and ritual and I felt connected to a way enough that I was like I love this woman and if she wants to have a Jewish wedding, how long into the relationship did you convert? How many years in? Or was it like a year? I mean, the in? first year was like, bah, 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 you know, and then then there was a point probably about. We got helicopters coming into the studio. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to get me back. Bring me back to the white male patriarchy. It's a, it is a Christian um, helicopter. Yes. I think that, uh, you know, about a year and a half in, I was okay. just like, when we started talking about it and I was like, you know, I don't think I'm going to meet a woman that. Um, I trust as much as her. Uh, so I converted and also the process of conversion in a weird way. You can make it very clinical and you can categorize it as something that isn't sort of your soul mm -hmm. because you're just taking classes and you're doing rituals and you're learning about the history of Judaism, Israel and all stuff. So I, um, how long is the whole process? How many, the how process long? is about a year, a year. Yeah. And did you fully convert or you like cut it off because the relationship? No, you convert. You convert. You, you, do a you did. You converted. You get blood taken from your dick. What? Yeah, they have to. If you're if you're circumcised, they take a little pinprick of oh. blood from your dick with a lancet. Uh, if you're not circumcised, they have to go full monte and like do a full snipperoo as an adult. Luckily, I'm circumcised. Okay, ladies. <laughs> anyway, so you so finished that. You completed. I completed. The circumcision. I got you the did whole, the blood. I did the whole. Wow. Thing. And. Um, and sh and you know the idea of that what not only was to be more um, included in her circle and her tight knit community, and to show her a commitment, uh, but the idea ultimately was if we have a child and if we get married, um, that was going to be the step towards it. Well, you know that the woman, uh, the the boy would the kid would be jewish anyway because of the mother yeah i understand that so you but didn't i also really have to do that i didn't it'd be funny if you didn't that. know that you're like really like, wait what the fuck what <laughs> uh no i know that but it was just it was just basically like it, it was basically a promissory ring around my dick it was basically a promissory <laughs> a blood drawn like a blood oath like promise it, sure you know you, you're putting you're literally it's putting commitment. skin in the game it's a commitment and it was you're just showing and also it was a long distance relationship she was showing a oh, way wow, okay. that i wanted to like you know Anyway, the long and short of it is that after that happened, um, 
she had some issues with her family and I think her parents I don't think they put their foot down on marrying me or going to the next but I think they said we need to have a grandchild we need a grandchild that is supported by someone who can support you and the child and we like Bill but he's not that guy which part didn't you qualify for I mean you see the size of my apartment I didn't look all in but uh, well that's it what okay. you're looking at through the door. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> so I think, and you know, there is some validity to the idea that I mean, look, can you risk, raise, can yeah. you raise a child? Of course, I could raise a child. Of course, I would do whatever You'd be a I great needed father. to do. I am already a father. You there know, you I go. have a child. Yeah. So, um, but I understand the idea that, particularly in that community, money stability is is important in any community. But in that community, is, it's 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 part and parcel of how you raise a family. So, as it, I guess, I guess it should be. So I guess she said. I have to think about it and I need I need like a few weeks to think about it and me being impetuous and immature in my own way I said I love you I've been here I did this if you need to think about it bye yeah I would do the same thing um, that's not impetuous that's look you did all these things if she had second thoughts she should have stopped you did she ever try to stop you from the conversion stuff no, I mean she would make little comments Looking like, back, you, dude, make little comments signs? like, you know, she was like, "This was your idea." Oh right, okay. <laughs> I'm not forcing so you to do this. She was trying to hint that, but that's this... I don't I don't regret converting. Yeah. I mean, what you about know. that blood scar that you have on your dick? I took it from my finger. I don't tell anyone else. <laughs> I couldn't get the I couldn't get the blood from. My, <laughs> they didn't check. I couldn't. No, oh, they you don't go do into it? a room. You take a lancet. You get from like Rite Aid. And you and they go, they go. You 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 prick it, and they show you where to prick it on like a on a on a map. I don't know a penis map. And they and you pull your skin, and they, the rabbi goes, you have to pull your skin really tight to make sure you get blood. I'm like, and it, I felt so, I felt like saying, dude, I know how to get blood from my dick, bro. But um, I thought it was gonna be really easy. But you pull it like a bat wing on on the shaft. Sure. Um, and you and I swear to God, I'm. I'm putting print and I'm pulling and it's coming up like two inches and like no blood. I'm like, how is this fucking happening? And then he's knocking on the door like, are you okay? And I'm like, I got to get blood. I took it from my finger. I'm like, good enough. Well, you God technically you me. did try. I gave blood. Yeah. I tried. Well, you, I you pricked my prick. You pricked your prick. Yeah. So does that mean I'm converted or not? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The, Rituals are weird. It's a weird Moses, thing. I'm, That's I'm the first sure. time I've told that well, story. Hey, now so you're go. going to hell. If anyone gives In a shit. Two hells. I know. Can I go to double hell for I that? I think so. I think if I die and I go to whatever it is you go to, I think I, I, I can be like, oh, this one was wrong. Uh, well, what citizenship. Can, what, what, I'll choose this one. Where would you even get buried? Because you, can you get buried in a Jewish cemetery now? Isn't there like... I'm getting cremated. Oh, okay. Where the fuck would I get buried? So Ugh. then you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But now Wrap everyone knows your deep, dark secret. Well, what's, so... so, so you you told her if you're if you have to think about it you're out and that was it that's and she um and she said she's going contact she said she's going to contact me in two weeks she did not contact me for a month and to me that was like peace mm, too late baby now yeah. and I think that she look at the end of the day I know she loves me and I love her and I and you know I miss my best friend she was my best friend yeah. but um. I also think probably when all said and done, and I think we do love each other, I think we probably weren't ultimately the right fit for each other. At least not at that time. Yeah. Maybe when our parents are no longer. It sounds like a lot of the parent parental issues were 
involved too. It's also weird because when you hit, is she like, an only child or something. No, she has a brother. But the the thing is, when you hit like forty, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm at the age where like you hit like th- your parents. Are, you start looking at the demise, not only of yourself, but particularly of your parents. Yeah. Like I cool. love my parents' death, but like if I'm lucky. I got 10 years that they're alive. Yeah, same. If I'm incredibly lucky, I got 10 years they're alive. And I got five years that they're alive and, like, just viable, talkative, semi-healthy yeah. people. So um, I think a lot of times marriage and commitment and starting a new family is predicated upon the fact that you're, you're giving a send-off to your parents. So when her father was kind of getting ill which precipitated this kind of decision on her part. My argument to her was like, look, this is what we're signing up for. I'm signing up to be there for your parents' death. I'm signing be, to be there for your so dog's death. So you can death. see, yeah, right. You know, that's, that is part the of what, a re- like an adult, adult-ass relationship is you are there for death. Really? Yeah. Why, why else? Birth and death, that's it. A birth of a child or the death of your parents. There's no other reason to have a fucking marriage or a real relationship, I don't think. I mean, just a bone intimacy, like, who cares? But, like, you're getting through... Well, that's marriage. That's why people get married. Yes. All my friends who are married, are, if you don't want to have kids, don't get married. That's, yeah. That's the way. And that's a lot of... That yeah. Jewish tradition, they, they're big on, like... And there are a lot of people... Children. Like, my parents, I'm sure, are, like, before, before they die... They want to see me married. Have you ever been married? No. Okay. Um, but and I also think that is a valid. That's a valid thing to want. Well, that's but doing it for them is is different than doing it for yourself. Do, do we do anything what? for ourselves? Really? <laughs> if we were just doing it for ourselves, wouldn't we just be I selfish mean, assholes like I am right now, living in my little? Well, apartment? I mean, you are. Do, I'm sure, are your parents supportive of your comedy career? I mean, I think that they. That's you're doing that. That's a selfish thing. Of course, I th- my parents my parents look at me like I'm a zoo animal that they're reading a placard <laughs> about, and they don't quite understand what the fuck right. is going on. But they love me, and they as kind far of as you know. tilt their head. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. far as I know, and they tilt their head and they try to figure me out and suss out what my life might be like. But they also um, they get joy out of it, and they think they've given up on the idea that I'll be traditional in the way that they expected originally. You know? Same here. My parents have accept. I don't know how much they are supportive. But that being said, like I would never think to get married just for them. Like I, I, I have an older brother who ha- is married, has three kids. So I feel like it's like, look, you guys have your grandkids, and they they stop trying to be like, oh, when are you gonna have it? Especially now that they've listened to this podcast a couple times. Like, oh yeah, fuck this kid. All right, you've heard me talk about him before, and uh, if you are new to the podcast, you must know about my friend Scott Shapiro. Uh, If you have been injured on the job and need compensation, you may be entitled to payment for not only your medical treatment, but pay while you're off work and other compensation as well. My dear friend, attorney Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers for 20 years here in Chicago. Contact him at 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. His law office is a full-service law firm, and in addition to workers' compensation cases and work injuries, the law office can handle any and all of your legal needs, including entertainment law. All consultations are initially free of charge, so do not take a chance and wait. 
call him, 312-648-8800, or check out his website at scottshapirolegal.com. Let him know we sent you. So why would you, do, why would you get married if your parents weren't in the picture, do you think you'd want to get married? If my parents weren't in the picture, I mean, I think you get married for, like I said, birth and death, either to have children. But you have children, or you have well, a child. She's an adult now. She's right. Other, but you she's, have, you, but that's still yeah, a child. I wouldn't mind another kid. I think that I think the truth is <laughs> that's this. not like a big like uh, no bringing endorsement. I think I have to like accept the fact and agree with my ex about this that if I'm going to have a kid with a woman, I want the bitch to be rich yeah. because I'm a great dad. I'm compassionate. Home dad. I love kids. I could wear that baby. I could rock a baby Bjorn on stage. I could just I could do a special like baby Cobra, but with a baby Bjorn. Sure. Um, and I'd be a great dad. I love kids. I love, you know, and I'm, and I'm young You're like enough. a big kid. Yeah, I'm a big kid. I mean, and, and like my daughter loves me. I mean, so I know that I can be a good dad. Now, can I provide the millions of dollars that are needed to make a spoiled asshole cunt of a child in, in America? California? No. In California? No. You can move to Montana and do fine. Move to Montana. Or also, I mean, also, it's, it's always a fine line between giving your kid what they need to survive and turning your kid into a spoiled piece of shit. Which yeah. happens so much in this country, um, <laughs> so like there's part of me is like it's okay if we're a little bit poor. I'm not gonna be poor, poor, but it's okay if we're like if between us we make a hundred k, right? You know, or ninety k between be us. Fine. Kid will be fine. Mm-hmm. We'll get hand me downs. I'll cut his hair like my dad did. <laughs> you know, what I mean, there's ways you can do it. So I don't know. I just I I've always thought that. I've also felt that when people have a kid with someone that they love and they commit to it. The world just opens up to them. Yeah. And business opens up and money opens up. I see it happen all the time. That sounds a little hokey pokey, but. No, it makes sense. But I just, it seems like you getting married um, or even pursuing. Well, so let me ask you this. Are you now, what are you doing now? Are you pursuing finding this uh, woman who uh, is going to give your parents kids or your grandkids? Let's take a hard left turn on this podcast right now. Sure. So, and I'm going to turn into like the devil bill now. Okay. This is the bad cop. Yeah. This is the, the bad Christian cop. bill. Okay. Pre prick prick. No, this is, uh, this is just, I'm going to have to, I'm going to talk about it too. This, the, this, the, this is the real shit. And I don't know who listens to your podcast. Or Me no, neither. I don't know who, 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 hey, I don't give a shit. Here's the deal. I can be a good boyfriend. I can be loving and devoted and be committed and all that stuff. If I'm single, and when I'm single, and I'm now single, I don't, I don't like sleep around like a crazy person. I don't get drunk. I'm not out there doing drugs. But um, I'm Wreck It Ralph, man. If a girl comes my way, she's in trouble. How so? (laughs) She's gonna be romance. She's 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 like, hey, LeBron James, you want to play one on one? You're right. So you're LeBron James in this situation? Yes. Okay. And I, who, who, I was a fucking tantric yoga teacher for 10 years. You okay. don't think I know? Your way around the, the spaces I know of my the basketball and, and, court? And it feels stupid and silly and arrogant and whatever it else <laughs> is to say, but I swear to God, it's just one of those things like, you know what? People people can learn a skill. You can learn to be uh, an Argentine ballet, ballroom dancer 
or Argentine tango ballroom dancer. And people are like, wow, that guy's a really good Argentine tango ballroom. How, well, he trained for years. He took a class. He did it. And people go, cool. And then people go like, I know how to f- make love. <laughs> you can say fuck. Oh, really? You do? <laughs> no, it's a fucking craft. And you can teach yourself it. Sure. And I Tantric. spent years doing Tantra and years teaching yoga. And if a woman comes my way and she's not up to par, it's like, bye-bye. So I yeah, can beat that I guy. I spend years, years on porn. So, like, I know as well. Like the really? Little, like, to keep myself from finishing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm really good at that part. That's good. That's a, that's a step in the tantric. It is a field. step in the tantric yeah. direction. But then there's all, all there's other. Well, side there's effects. a lot. Look, and I'm, I'm not really in that. <laughs> I ain't about that life no more. But the point is this: like now, now then you become single, and then you go, well, shit. There's a part of me that goes, I'm just going to be a piece of shit. But then you kind of go, I can't be a piece of shit anymore. Well, why can't you? Or there's like a there because is a happy medium in between there too. Right? I, I will tell you why because this is what I found. I feel like if I have sex with a woman now, at let's say age forty. Uh, having se- I have to take responsibility for her. On some level, I have to take responsibility for her. She's an adult. I get that, but if in I this have situation, I, I hope. understand. I don't mean I'm not being I'm not being like creepy, Jeffrey. <laughs> no, Epstein I understand here. what you're saying. I'm just saying like I have to take responsibility for the fact that a human being Has is decided- letting me have sex with them. Sure, and there is there's intricate, delicate things that exist in the human psyche. That you have to be privy to and take advantage. So if there's a girl who shows up to me like all full of like, like let's have sex, I gotta look at her and be like, am I willing to take responsibility for this sure woman stuff? Yeah, not just because of what it's going to do to me, but like, what am I, what am I creating she, here? Well, that's about being on the same page too, right? In the yeah. sense of why are we having sex? Why are you having sex with this woman? Is it yeah? just for the pure orgasm or is there a connection that you made on some level whether it's you both enjoyed you know whatever it was that you guys did yeah or you were at a concert you both happened to love stevie nicks i'm yeah. assuming you were at a stevie nicks concert in this hypothetical <laughs> but uh like it depends on where where, where. for me I, I don't i'm not about getting laid anymore um and that age thing too but i also don't want to get married that being you said you never want to get married i don't want to get married no why not? I just, I just think it's an outdated institution. Do you have a kid? I don't have any kids. Would you ever want a kid? I don't think I do. What if a young 28-year-old girl was like, listen, I want your fucking good hair jeans up in my blonde pastry <laughs> DNA. Pastry. Pasty. Pasty pastry, pastry DNA. Raspberry tart. Um, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind giving someone a kid if I like if there were set because uh, I do have good Jeans. My brother is like a neurosurgeon. My dad was. Yeah, a you're boy. a lawyer. You're a I smart was a guy. lawyer. I mean, well, it's. I mean, <laughs> baby steps here, but, but I wouldn't mind doing that. But I just don't think I. I think I'm too selfish to want to be a part of that child's life. I. I don't want to have to answer to somebody else. You know, the decisions I've made. I've made decisions that to walk away from being a lawyer, where I did make good money. Yeah. To do this. Yeah. So mm, bringing a kid into the picture now while I'm pursuing something that has a 0.01% chance of leading to success, whatever that is, is kind of scary. But don't you think that the kid bringing a kid in and what that will open up for you in your heart and your soul can actually expand those possibilities? I do think that. Well, you've, you've had a child. Did that do that for you? 
It's a different situation. <laughs> so, so do you see? I mean, I see my grand, I, not my grand. I see my my nieces and nephew. I see them quite often, and I love hanging out with them. But I also love the fact that at ten thirty or whenever they go to bed, it's like sweet. I can go back on Instagram. Yeah, no, I get that. I could go do my shit and live my life. And do you feel that that's fulfilling? It is fulfilling. Yeah. I also don't. I mean, I love hanging out with kids, but I in limited space. I've dated women who have kids, and I like that situation better because it's like, oh, cool! I can be a part of this kid's life. So, or- so your podcast singles only. Are you? sort of self-perpetuating a mode of existence i'm learning other people's point of views but yes I've, I've i've leaned into the fact that i'm like this old dude that's single and like learning about it i've learned a lot from our guests um people that do want to get married and people who don't want to get married yeah and then you just kind of learn about the relationships or just for me like i'm i'm on the apps for example i'm on a couple different apps and people are like, well, why are you on here? Are you just trying to fuck? I'm like, no, I don't. that's not why. But I'm also not trying to get married. There's like a lot of space between fuck you know, and marry. fucking and There's converting yeah. and getting your dick pricked uh-huh. for somebody. Yeah. No, and that's what that. I'm trying to understand why you. Well, I, it think, sounds like- I think for me, I think a lot of people in their life are looking for a deus ex machina to come along. Oh, Be- what? <laughs> so... Well, I mean, the technical term is Ghost of Machine, but really, if you look at like any album. any movie where Morgan Freeman shows up with that fucking rapist with his um, <laughs> god, like, hey, I mean, the fact that he got away with being such a goddamn creep and he plays God, it makes me so goddamn mad. Anyway, <laughs> so I hope this gets viral. So he's a fucking creep, that guy. Anyway, have you met this? Have you met Morgan Freeman? No, I've heard stories uh, firsthand right. from shit he's done to women I know. Okay. Anyway, so um. And he goes, well, I'm Morgan Freeman. And people are like, oh, it's okay. It's just Morgan Freeman. He's just an old creepy dude. Yeah. So um, anyway, like the the thing that comes into the universe, into this person's universe, it goes, here's the voice of God. Here's the change in your life. It's happening now. And then their life expands into some new amazing horizon where everything changes. It's perfect. And it's like – and. As a storytelling trope, it's called a Deus Ex Machina. Like somebody comes in and shakes What's someone's What's it called? Up. Say it again. Deus Ex Machina, the Deus ghost of the machine. Okay. So it's basically the idea is that some sort of, like in old Shakespeare plays, an angel will come down and say, you need to fucking go to Carson whatever the fuck it is. Carson City? Whatever. They say you need to go or do something, and then that becomes their mission and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I feel like having a kid for a lot of people becomes a Deus Ex Machina. Like it becomes the thing that changes their life and they accept it as a sign to expand their universe and their world. And it gives people a, it's almost gives them like a new lease on life. Okay. Now, whether that's created, manufactured, whatever it is, I think a lot of people spend their life in a condition of learned helplessness. And I think a child can shake people out of that. So I think that a lot of times people have kids to save themselves from themselves, right? And maybe that's what I was doing. Maybe that's what my thought was because I felt a little bit trapped in my life and my career. And I thought, oh, if I have a kid with this woman that I truly love and I know is a truly good woman, then maybe this will um, expand my life. So yeah. it ultimately comes from a selfish point of view, I guess, on one yeah. level. You know? So it's, it's you, you're being selfish by having a kid. I'm being selfish by not having a kid. Yes, although I didn't have that kid and the kid never right. happened. Well, yeah, but you got you, you went through the steps to convert and all that stuff. By the way, some uh, I just read an article. Someone on Twitter wrote, uh, s- like, the men are trying to get abortion rights, right? It's a thing that's happening in the South. Like, men are demanding that women have babies that they want. Their, if, if a man gets a woman pregnant, they want to have a right to say, you need to have your baby. 
Now, the converse of that, the real converse, the dark converse, is that men also want a right to say, terminate that baby bitch. Right. right? That's really what the message is. They want to have control over the, the woman. Control over the body. Um, and I, and this woman was on Twitter writing, like, wow, I can't believe like men talking about abortion rights makes me so fierce. I said, I said, I said you sh- this isn't a laughing matter. There have been a lot of men have had a lot of self-inflicted harm after abortions, mostly from high-fiving accidents. <laughs> and she got so oh mad at me. Oh, my God. For writing that, oh my and I was god. like, "I'm on your side." <laughs> oh my god! I'm talking about how selfish men are usually <laughs> eh, as a liberal, and this is why the world doesn't work because even liberals can't agree with each other. So, what's next on the agenda now that you've been heartbroken? Are you are you going to? How are you meeting this woman that's going to bring you this uh, ghost in the machine situation? Uh, I, I, I think I'm just. You know what? What I would love to do. I tell you what I would love to do. Honestly, and I'm I'm not even kidding when I say this. I would love to be celibate for like mm. two months. I tried that food poisoning. You need just two months. I was months, 69ing man. instead, and I got food poisoning. I, I got food poisoning. You're joking, right? <laughs> it's a Were joke. Were you 69ing Chinese I think, food? I, I don't know what happened, but it's. I, <laughs> I asked the doctor. It's, I was like, you got food poisoning from going down on a woman? Where did I you meet this woman? I must have accidentally hit the wrong spot. I don't know. But that's how I stopped. I, I tried to do that, too. Were you celibate. doing like reverse 69 where you're licking her asshole? I probably I hit, probably hit, hit some things. Um, I probably ate ass by accident. I, I think... I think that I want to. I'm. T- I'm. I'm. I'm being completely serious here. Ready? Yeah. I feel like I've conquered sex. <laughs> I feel like I've beat it. I think you've alienated so many. Uh, I think I beat it. You beat sex. If you think you can beat me at sex, come meet me at the Laugh Factory. <laughs> I feel like sweet, sweet back's badass song. No, I. That's so stupid. But I. I do feel that like. Well, you've also hit an age point, right? I mean, you're. There is a sex drive that, that diminishes as you get older, where it's not a pri- it's not a priority to you anymore to just uh, have sex nah. or, or whatever it was on that priority <laughs> list. No, but it, there you like you said earlier, where you're like you ha- you think about the 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 woman. Are you ready to have sex with this person and what it's going to do to her and to you? There are you're almost thinking about the consequences of whatever happens. Whereas when you were in your twenties. You were like, I know this girl's crazy, and I know it's probably going to be really good sex, but I think you know the the concept of notch on the belt, right, or numbers, or or what you need to validate yourself as a man, and I think that is incredibly natural. And men can be like, I'm not like that. I live in Silver Lake, and I have a man bun. <laughs> but the truth is that <laughs> men feel validated sure. by the amount of women, by how hot the women are. And I'm not saying like I've reached the mountaintop, but I kind of reached the mountaintop. So I don't. Oh, really... I've seen you reach the mountaintop. I've seen you. T- <laughs> so I don't really. Shows. <laughs> I don't really feel that like I have a lot to prove to myself anymore or to women. I think there were, there was a time where I'm like, I'm going to fucking learn how to blah 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 blah, Tantric so I can sex. yeah like unprovable. And I feel like that has dissipated. A lot in my life, but the sex drive is there. But the sex drive now, when I when, when I when I feel it, I don't go to like booty call mode, right? Or I don't go to probably because have ha, you know having a long distance relationship and you go in hotels and you're like, what is this? What is this energy that I'm feeling right now? Where I want to fuck my maid? What is this energy? <laughs> I'm at La Quinta Inn. I want to fuck my maid. What is the energy? Because it's not that. 
I don't want to fuck the maid. What is this weird, stifled, frustrated energy? It's frustrated creative energy is really what it yeah. is. So it means you got to read a book, you got to write something, you got to figure some shit out. And, um, or watch or jerk off or, or jerk off. It's always health. I mean, you got to keep your prostate moving. Yeah. Uh, but I have found that in the past five years for me and my sex drive, I don't think it's really diminished that much, but at the same time I, I have, I've gotten to the point and it pisses off so many fucking women when they come my way. I go, I, I tell, I tell them, I go, I go, are you like, what do you got? Like what do you got for me? What's in it for I'm me? I'm cute. I'm an Instagram model. Yeah, but can you keep up with me? You're a tantric. You want to go? Yoga. How long you want to go? You want to go twenty minutes? Hit the next buster. You know you want to you want to like make an event happen? Yeah. I and they go, I, you're stupid. You're arrogant. I go, bye. And I know it sounds. I look. I, if you, if your listeners think I'm a fucking <laughs> piece of shit right now, I don't give a fuck. I'm telling you. And and you know what? Worst case worst case scenario, if I'm like that arrogant about it, I just don't get laid, which just is, solves a world of problems. Yeah, you don't and have then, to deal with those issues anymore. Then you have to deal with it. It's great. Or the reverse happens, and you attract those people that are like, I want, I want, I'm on in. I'm and I got to tell you something. This this thing I've, I've learned when I when I was a yoga teacher, and particularly when I was deep into tantra, this thing I've learned about women more so than men, the amount of sexual power that women have. Let me put it this way. The amount of sexual power that certain women have, some men don't even don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. There are some women who have so much sexual power that they could they're like the dark phoenix of the X Men. They could set off a nuclear reaction on the fucking planet and it's unbridled and they don't know what to do with it. And these women become often mentally uh damaged and mentally ill because they have this incredible sexual power that never converts to intellectual or creative power that they spread too thin and men abuse it and men don't know how to handle it. Men don't know how to take care of it or take responsibility for it. And these poor women end up being shells of their former selves because their sexual power gets fucking destroyed by shitty, douchey men. I can think of two women that fall into that category. Yeah. And it's sad. And you know what? I'm not going to... I would lie if I'd say I wasn't a part of that at some point. Right. And I feel guilty. There was a woman I dated who was like, she was just she was just a conduit for just sexual energy, you know. I mean, yeah. whatever it was, she but just. But there's a sexual. You have a connection with somebody that's a sexual connection. Yeah. And uh, but there's no other connection with that person. Is that like? Are, is that similar? To what you're saying? Whereas, well, like, I mean, I I, th- I think that I think they that, have that power that all it is is the sexual uh, tension. Yes, that exists. But I'm also talking about. I, I dated a woman one time, and obviously I'm not going to name her. She's actually in the in the public eye to a degree. But she she was just she was one of the most powerful women I've ever met sexually. She was like multiple, 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 multiple. Kamala she Harris. Was, Sorry. Was, yes, you knew. <laughs> she was a squirter, which obviously no one wants. It's like the third rail of sex. But she was, you know, just. I mean, she. I think one time I took like 100 milligrams of Viagra and I said, I'm going to wear her out. And it was literally like five hours later. I was like staying. Nothing was happening. Um, I mean, she was still going. She was still loving. And I was yeah. just like, this girl is, is and she l- was devoted to me and loved me and was committed to me. And I'd be away for months at a time. And she was devoted. She was too good for this fucking planet. And there are a lot of women out there who are just so far above a stupid as dumb men. Off, yeah. And like, what do you it's do with level? Yeah. Women, a lot of women have this power 
And I think that's what's happening now, particularly post Me Too, is a lot of these women are kind of recognizing that they have so much more power than men do sexually. And so ironic that men are the ones who are abusing it. Yeah. Uh, and now women think, well, the powerful thing to do is now we're abusing it. And that's also not the way to go. I just think well, that it's women even out everything. Yeah. Was that way too deep cuts? No. I do. I like, love I, it. I do always want to talk about squirting, though, because I find it fascinating. <laughs> Anyway. We might have to do, say that for another episode. <laughs> we're, we're out of time, I think. I can't even oh, tell. Oh, shit, that was half hour? Yeah. I think. I don't know. I don't have my clock on, but it's hey, fine. Mike David. Um, can we talk about one other thing before we close? Sure. Go ahead. Of course. Please. No, I want you to pick the subject. Oh. No. I so like I, I feel like... Stand. No, no, no. I, I like that uh, we learned a lot. I, I still think that... Um, there's a lot of space in between uh, where I, I do feel, I still feel like you doing getting married or pricking, getting your blood and everything. All this stuff was living for your, for someone else, for your parents in a way. And I do think that, yeah. and, and I understand your selfish argument, but I also think like, it's like, man, you could, you could date a woman who has, a, who has children who are, who's a single mom, who's very successful and like, you would crush at that role. You would crush as a have, stepdad. I want to have, I, I will tell you this. When I thought about having a, a, a child with this woman, I just pictured a little her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just or a combination a of you and her. No, mostly just her. <laughs> I don't want a me. I wanted a little her. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what that thing is. I, I don't really care about my genes, but, but, I got squinty eyes and shit, but I, 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 but I definitely want to breed with someone who doesn't look like me. Well, that's there's, for sure. that's how are you, <laughs> no matter what, your genes are going to play a large role. Of you know, that I was child. a sperm donor when I was in graduate school. So there was, there's kids out there. Cause I have good predi- I've, I've technically I have good pedigree. I have a Princeton degree from an aerospace engineering. Degree there you go. Yeah. And all that shit. Where did, where did you grow up? Virginia. Oh, okay. That's right. You didn't tell me. But, that. um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I do. My daughter is amazing. She's incredible. She's at Berkeley right now. She's an awesome, awesome kid. She's so much better than me. And she's so woke. It's so funny because she's always correcting my language. And if I was on a, on a date with a similar woman, I'd be like, shut up. But my daughter <laughs> talks. I'm like, okay. I'm Whatever listening. you say. Whatever yeah. you say. I'll be better. How be much be- are you, how much of, uh, were you in her life uh, as she grew up to this amazing person? Well, she. Uh, Hello. <laughs> The um, the mother thought the dad was Matt LeBlanc. The what? The mother thought the dad was originally Matt LeBlanc. Oh, okay. So, and I think he th- thought he was for a year or so. So I found out when my daughter was around two. Okay. That I had a daughter. And if anyone wants to fund a script, I wrote a article. I, I met my daughter on Facebook based on a true story. Anyway, um, <laughs> but my, you know, so I found out when she was two and my daughter was just like, it was crazy because the first time I met her, she was walking and she kind of came up to me. She looked at me and she like touched my face with her finger and then she nodded and she walked away. I'm like, she knows. You already knew at that point. I knew she was my daughter, but she just met a man in a room and she looked at me. At two. At a little less than two. Wow. Touched my face and like nodded and walked away. And right then I was like, she knows I'm her dad. That's awesome. Um, and I've been very lucky because despite the fact that the mom is like a complete, uh, crazy person you know things are uh things are good all right well we are definitely 
out of time now. Where can people find out more about you and get this script idea that we have? For uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, you can just find me on, on on Bill Dawes at Instagram or Twitter. It's that's where it is, man. You that's know what where I mean? it's at. All right, cool. And your podcast too. You have your awesome podcast. Too. Aren't we going to do my podcast now? Yeah. Well, what? Well, it's first. What is it? Tell them what the podcast. Oh, my podcast. My podcast is called the Afterlife. And it's still like it's a it's a work in progress. It's mostly an interview podcast, and I find that a lot of people when they read memoirs, autobiographies, or biographies, and they start with like, "I was born in Chicago in 1984." People are like, oh, fucking get, get to, the to the good stuff. cock and balls. Yeah, I agree. So, with that. um, so I'm trying to negotiate how to get to a really good because the way I look at comics and people in entertainment is we're kind of superheroes, man. We're weird. We're mad people. And we create shit from nothing. And I think that people have to be celebrated for doing that. So the podcast for me is a celebration of comics and people who are just trying to create shit in the universe. So it's all about like, hey, man, what do you, and a lot of people overcome crazy, crazy shit just to forge some niche in this crazy town. And that's inspiring to me. Hey Amen, brother. The Afterlife. Check it out. Thank you, Bill, for doing the podcast. This was fucking awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. And thank you all for listening. Please subscribe and email me if you have comments or questions or concerns about this podcast or anything else. (laughs)